Hello and welcome to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. Now, I was lucky enough to hop on the Shortball podcast two days ago. We were talking a lot about rugby league, a lot of the things going around in rugby league, how certain teams are going to look in 2022. Really great podcast here. This is part one. I'll be doing this in about three parts. It is an hour and a half podcast. So I thought I'd break it down into half an hour parts. It is an absolute cracker. Make sure you guys enjoy this one. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Out to Walker. Walker away to Tarp, and then it's gone on to Gagai. And Dane's gone through. Walker's there supporting, and he puts it over the line for a final try. A couple of plays of the game. The Panthers are going to be first after this. It's been ugly. And they've been far from their best. Cleary straight through. The way it's come, a long ball over the top. Katoa, the trick finish. Big Lezzers League. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Shortball Podcast. We're back with the footy, had a had a uh, decent run of podcasts just doing the racing, but we're back with the footy and we've got uh, Big Les from the Big Les uh, Footy Chat. Footy Chat, that's the one. Yep, Big, Big Lezzers Le- League. Big Lezzers League, that's the one. Big Lezzers League. I'm happy to be on, I'm happy to be on. How are you, big fella? I'm I'm going great, mate. How are you going? Oh, I'm I'm going all right. I'm going all right. I'm all right. battling through, <laughs> just powering through. Got powering especially through. now, especially now that you're back at uh back at school and have to back in pump school. Out contact wall. Yeah, it is hectic. I'm I've literally been recording everything on Saturday nights and then just scheduling them all out. And it, it's been a blessing and a curse because sometimes they don't come out. So this and this and this and. Uh, but, you know, yeah, as I said, just battling through, battling through. Yeah, well, lockdown's always the perfect time to start this shit because then you just got unlimited time to do whatever you want, really. Um, mm. Anyway, thanks That's for That's what I realised as well. Mm. I had I had so much time on my hands in lockdown. Like, I'd finish school at 12 o'clock and then straight on to the podcast, I'd be recording at least three episodes a day. And then yeah. as soon as I got back to school, I was like, there's no time. I've got nothing. I can't do it in class. I can't do this. I can't do that. Oh, yeah, no, it was I'm, hectic. My uh, main thing is that I just can't post on the Instagram during school time. Like I've just got to, what I'm doing is on the train, train rides to and from school. I'm just making up posts so that I can post them later. Oh, and stuff well, like that. Yeah. Instagram's blocked for us at school. So we can't post on anything on Instagram as well. Thank We're like hot spotting our laptops and, and doing it. I do it all on Canva in like five minutes before the teacher comes around and then post it up and then unhotspot myself. <laughs> mastered how to do that and yeah it's it's been a trek but you know yeah. it is what it is and there's the less time on the hand the hands you just got to do it you just got to yeah. do it in class yeah i do all my shit on my phone so i can't be just getting me phone out and doing up like little posts and shit putting them out but uh, yeah i make well, sure i do a bit of both yeah, yeah i do a bit of both it, it really depends where i am yeah yeah true um firstly thanks for coming on and now we'll probably just head into what I firstly wanted to talk about um, in making this in this in making this podcast a little bit of the West Tigers. Now I know I've been very critical about the West Tigers, and a few people I know are West Tigers fans who get up me a little bit for for bagging their team out. But um, geez, there's a few problems at this club, isn't there? Oh, it's oh, and I've talked about the West Tigers a lot during the off season because they've just been such a big topic. Um, it, I wouldn't say it's really a, a, a club slash players problem. I'd say it's a coaching staff problem. 
and I think it's I think it's going to get a bit better now that they've got Tim Sheens overseeing uh, Michael Maguire. I just think they need to be a more vocal coaching staff for me, and um, and it was a bit disappointing not to see that in 2020, 2021. Uh, but hopefully, 2022 is a bit different. I reckon um, there are some of the recruiting they've done is quite good. They've got Hastings and Peachy, um, so it's going to be really exciting to see what happens with the Tigers. I'm just excited to see how they play each bloke there. So you've obviously got Hastings who's looking to play like six or seven, but you've obviously already got Adam Dewey to lock up the six role. There's a little bit of a question over Luke Brooks's future at the club. Then you've got Tyron Peach, who I'd prefer to see play 13, but then there's um, a little bit of talking might come off the bench or all that sort of stuff. But I'll talk about first the Luke Brooks to the Knights uh, rumor is really, mm. really doing the rounds at the moment. Um, it seems that he's as good as gone. And do you think it's a, the, the perfect divorce for the Tigers or, or do you think it's a problem if they, if they manage to let him go, especially with Tim Sheens now there as well to, to potentially be able to work with him? Yeah, well, I think it is. I think it's, I think it's the best way for Luke, Luke Brooks to go. And I think it going to the Knights, you know, obviously linking up with Jake Clifford, then depending on if Mitchell Pierce goes, it really just depends if Pierce goes because, Look, one minute we were we had a lot of news going around. Pierce is out. Pierce is going to the Catalans Dragons. He's gone. He's gone. And then it just went quiet. And we all the attention went over to Luke Brooks. And is Luke Brooks leaving? The deal is getting closer. Obviously, Andrew Johns made that quote during the week that he was really excited to work with Brooksy. Um, yeah. So there was just a lot going around about Brooks. And we, ha- we haven't really heard much about Pierce, which is a scary thought. Um, but for me, if Pierce goes, Brooks goes as well. Brooks uh, goes off to the Knights and I think it'd be really good because I think he, Jake Clifford is exactly what uh, Luke Brooks needs. I think Jake Clifford just plays that game that sort of frees up the guys around him and that's what Luke Brooks has needed for years. He's needed that guy that just frees him up, lets him play his footy because that's how, that's when Luke Brooks plays his best, when he's freed up and he can just do whatever he wants and play off the th- play yeah. people around him. Just let him watch the defensive line and do as he sees fit as well. I reckon he's a good player when you just let him do that. But I've been saying this for a long time now, even before I started up this podcast or anything. And I know a lot of um, people like, you know, your bloke in a bars, your rugby league gurus, your Brett Finches, all them. They've all been saying Luke Brooks at, and the Tigers is just not, not the proper mix. They mm. Luke Brooks for the betterment of Luke Brooks, he needs to leave. And for the betterment of the Tigers, he needs to leave because just holding on to a seven who's not getting you to the final series is never a good plan, especially when it's been, what, seven years now that he's been there and hasn't he has not played a single finals game. So I do like the night. I'm starting to warm a little bit to the idea of him going to the Knights, um, especially with that whole Mitch Pierce leaving thing. I, it's probably not the best for the Knights because I'd, I'd rather see Mitch, Mitchell Pierce stay there, especially if you have a look at their winning record with and without Mitch Pierce. I'd, I think it'd be I think it'd be stupid to let him go early. I'd probably let him see out 2022 or maybe sign him one-year extension, but it's probably best for Mitchell Pierce if he goes over to the Catalans. He's not probably winning a comp with the Knights anytime soon, but um, Luke Brooks warming to the idea of him going to the Knights. I don't know if he's going to be the right man for them, but I know he'll be able to play a little bit freer footy with Jake Clifford, um, obviously taking taking control, steering the ship a little bit. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I think for the Tigers, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse. A blessing in the sense that 
um, they get to try out this new Hastings and, and Dewey pairing a curse in the sense that it's going to mess up the Tigers' reputation. This is a guy that is supposed to be a one-club guy. You th- we're every- when we thought Luke Brooks about two years ago, we were thinking this guy was going to be a Tiger right up until he retires. He was a one-club man. He does a lot for the club uh, off the field and even on the field as well. We can see every week that he's trying to make an effort, that he's trying to contribute to the team. Um, I think if Luke Brooks goes, there's going to be a lot of questions about the culture at the West Tigers, uh, to be honest, because this guy, he, when you think of the West Tigers, you think of Luke Brooks. Well, um, and if he and if he goes, it is going to be there's going to be a couple of questions there about the culture at the club. Are they willing to let these uh, club one club people leave the club? Yeah. Um, for the new guys, it, it's it's going to be it's quite a weird one. In the other sense, I do agree with you in the sense that it would be a perfect divorce. I think it's it's Luke Brooks's time to go, uh, and as I said, he's just going to suit the Knights so well. He's going to suit Clifford so well. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few days. Yeah, well, the thing with um, the thing with Luke Brooks, he's been the face of the franchise for so long, and they've come out recently and said they wanted to keep him, and they've said all this and all that to try and just push the media away, which. Honestly, I'd prefer that than them just saying the wrong things in the media like they always seem to do. They always seem to uh, stir up a bit of a shit show when it comes to the media. But um, that I, I can see a point where the reputation of the Tigers, which is already low as it is at the moment with how they treated Benji and um, how they've treated Madge recently. And mm. I'll just move on to that now. Joey Leilua... Um, this is the biggest problem for mine with the Tigers in the offseason so far is they've allowed Joey Leilua to divide the club and to divide the fan base. Now, he's come out and said a few weeks ago over social media, uh, I wouldn't play for someone that blames the team all the time and not once himself uh, in reference to Madge. And then he said um, only a couple of days ago now, Ricky Stewart was like the person where if you see something, you talk about it. Everyone spoke up. When I got to West Tigers, it was totally different. It was everything he wanted um, in in reference to Madge as well. So I don't like that. I I, oh. I hate it. I hate it from Joey Leilua in particular because you just don't you don't let that go down in the public. Um, and I hate it for Tigers fans as well because. Being a Tigers fan, seeing that it's just like, oh, we've got a few more years before we're back. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a shocking. It's it's just shocking. Um, you don't really see players, um, do that sort of stuff, especially on social media. Um, <laughs> I mean, ex- Tyron May, for example, just got um, with his contract terminated for saying something stupid on social media after the grand final. Joey Lather, I mean, he, he's just ruined himself, his reputation, um, and he's not going to get signed by another club. It, it, you don't say that some stuff like that about your coach who yeah. has taken you in uh, and he's been played well at the start when he was at the Tigers. And, I mean, it, it, I think it was just really silly. The first one shocked me. The second one, just hearing about it now, just shocks me even more. The fact that he'd go back – and backlash his coach like that, it really just real just shocks me to my core because yeah. this guy already uh, ruined his reputation with the first one and it didn't look like he was going to get signed by any other clubs. It looked like it was the end of his career. Now he goes again and makes the same mistake. It really just 
makes that certain that he, he he's not going to be signed by another club because you don't say stuff like that about your coach, no matter what happens and who they are. It's just wrong. To be completely honest as well, whilst it will have negative um, effects on him as a player and his reputation, it's also just selfish completely to mm. come out and say that sort of stuff on social media rather than keep it in-house because now the media knows about it. They're bagging out your coach. Even if even if you don't like the coach and you want him to be bagged out, <laughs> come on. Like, it's heavy. That's going to negatively affect Madge now. That's going to negatively negatively affect the club. And most importantly, and this is who Joey Leilua should be playing for, and it's the fans. It's going to negatively affect the fans. And if Joey Leilua doesn't have the respect for the fans of the Tigers, then he should have been out three weeks ago mm. when he first said that. And oh. Oh, to be completely honest. I wouldn't be surprised. Personally, personally, I wouldn't be surprised if his contract gets terminated. By the NRL, I reckon he just gets terminated. He gets he gets sacked. He doesn't get to go back to the NRL. He just early retirement. I, that's it for Joey Leilua. Because when you when you sign up to be a professional athlete, you know you know you don't say stupid shit on on social media. That is a given. You don't go out and bag your coach. You don't go out and bag the players around you. It's it's a given. It is a given. You sign the contract. You're a professional athlete. You're a role model to the little kids, the adults, everyone that's watching you. To go out and say stuff like that is arrogant. It's just arrogant for me. I just I, it, it, I don't like it. I don't like well, it at all. Arrogance, arrogance as well seems to be a trend of Joey Leilua, like coming out a few years ago claiming he's the best center in the NRL and then oh. contributing nothing contributing nothing to any team he's gone to. I'd honestly be surprised if he is to be signed by any other club because personally, as a Parramatta fan, if Parramatta sign him, I'm blowing up because that kind of attitude problem that he has um, to go out, bag his coach, the arrogance he's had to hmm. claim all these things, like it's fine to it's fine to say that, but back it up on the field, like to say that he's the best center in the NRL. Like obviously you have to believe that. That's a mentality you have to have. But back it up on the field and don't be arrogant in the way that you go about it. Difference it's, between it's confidence. dumb. Yeah, difference. That's like that's like being a. It was. It's and again, I take it back to the Tyrone May incident. He goes, "Oh, everyone, everyone was dissing me." Da 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 da. Uh, like that statement he made on the thing. He sat on the bench for nearly the entire game. He I, contributed ten minutes in that grand I final. I liked um, James Hooper's article about it. Now, I know he, he probably ripped into him a little bit too much, but he he had a particular quote that, that I actually liked from that. Um, he Tyrone May contributed four-fifths of bugger all to the NRL grand final result, and he said, um, talk about ambition exceeding success or something like that. Yeah. it's And again, arrogance yeah. is the main word that we're looking at here. It's just... Yeah. Players, they get all this money in their hands. They think they're the coolest person in the world. They think they're the most famous person in the world. And that leads to saying stupid shit on social media, going out there and thinking you're the toughest guy in the world when really you're not. You're just like the average person out there and you're going to get called out for doing silly stuff on the internet, out in public, and it's going to ruin your reputation as a role model, as a professional athlete. It's just dumb. Yep. And look, honestly, I, I do hope Joey like turns a new leaf and, and finds himself another NRL club and is able to able to give back to the game from what he's sort of taken away and especially what he's taken away from the fans in that sense. Like I know we've been bagging him out, but 
mm. you always hope that guys like this can can sort of turn a new leaf. Um, but yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by some oh. of the stuff he said. Yeah, well, look on the field, he's a he's a freak at his best. Joey Leilua, he is a try scoring machine, uh, and that's what really upsets me because he has a lot of potential, and he's out here doing just stuff that really confuses me with a guy that has a lot of his career left. He, uh, look, I could talk about this all day and how stupid yeah. it is, but we don't have all day, do we? Um, just it's. It's it's just stupid and it's just arrogant and I, I I think I've said that if I had a dollar for every time I said the word arrogant I'd be a bloody millionaire but it's true it, it is yeah. just it is just stupid it is arrogant it is selfish and I'm just dumb dumbfounded by yeah. him not being sacked yet yeah um now in terms of the Tigers recruitment Tigers management it seems to be. New Year's same mistakes by them. They seem to be making the wrong calls, paying blokes overs, paying blokes or like paying blokes under. Like you obviously they had Dale Finucane at their hands and they publicly said that they were going for Tevita Pango Jr. When who's the first, if you're choosing between TPJ and Dale Finucane, who's the first bloke you're signing? You're just going I'm to- picking Dale Finucane because he's just a weapon at training. He's a weapon on the field. And he's, he's a, a leader. leader. He Experience. puts everything in all the time. I mean, as if you wouldn't pick Dale Finucane. And I think that was yeah. that really confused me when I was when I was reading all these reports about yeah. um, Tavita Pangai Jr., Dale Finucane. And no disrespect to da- Tavita Pangai Jr. He's a very talented young kid, really strong forward. He can play front row, back row, lock. One of the most versatile front rowers you, I think I've seen. Things I've seen him do on the field just blow me away. I think he scored a corner try earlier in the year the Brisbane Broncos that was just outstanding. Mm. Um, no disrespect to him. He's a really talented player, but I think the Tigers need that leadership. Mm. And I think Dale Nukin would have been that guy. And it was, it was just dumb. He was on the verge of signing there. And then they go out and say, sorry, mate, we're looking at the young bloke. We're looking at Tevita Pangai Jr. And the worst That's part why is, I went to the Sharks. Worst part is they didn't even get Tevita Pangai Jr. either. So it's just... <laughs> it's, it is just... It is just the pinnacle of recruitment stupidity. Yeah. Um, and look, they got they got, and we could bag the Tigers all night. But the positives are they got Tyrone Peachy, who is a very versatile player, probably one of the most versatile players in the game at the moment. He can play pretty much anywhere in the back line. He can play in the halves if you wanted him to, in the forwards, even a dummy half. He's yeah. The pinnacle of versatility. So I think that's a good signing, and I think that's what they needed. He's a really good roaming lock as well. And then obviously Hastings, who has probably been one of the best players in the Super League. So two yeah. great signings there for me. I'm um I'm starting to turn around on the Tigers in the sense that I think it's starting to look up for them a little bit in the mm-hmm. sense that they've decided to stick with a coach and stick with someone who – has ambitions and has goals for the club, which they haven't traditionally done. Like if you look, I've got this graphic up here. Since Tim Sheens, they went from Tim Sheens to what Michael Potter to Jason Taylor, who then went to Ivan Cleary to then go to Madge Maguire. Like that's what five coaches in the space of seven, eight years. It's ridiculous. But 
now that they've decided that they're going to stick with Madge and that they've got this obviously recruitment center or the, the youth development center that they've got coming out now, they've started to make a few good signings. You've got guys like Dane Laurie, Stefano and Adam Dewey. That it, it is starting to look up a little bit for the Tigers. So I will leave them on that note that it is starting to turn around for them. Yeah. And I, I hope it does too. I love the Tigers and, the, the culture that they've had, had there over the past few years has been good. It's just some silly mistakes that they've made in terms of players who they've signed, in terms of um, leaders in the club, the leader selection, in terms of the coaching staff not being very vocal. Now, while we've we had a bunch of downs, as you said, it is starting to look up for them with these new signings, and I bloody hope that they at least make close, if not the top eight this season, because they bloody well deserve to. It has been a long haul for the West Tigers. Yeah. I love watching them play, and I bloody hope that they um, turn it around in 2022. Well, speaking of the uh, top eight, I've got a um, I've got a few early predictions in terms of the top eight, and I think Broncos are a smoky for the top eight with the with the recruitment they've had and uh, the promise they showed at the back end of last year. What's your take on the Broncos? For oh, I wouldn't even say they're a smoky, mate. I'd say that they're guaranteed in that top eight spot. I mean, they've basically got what they've needed. They've got Adam Reynolds, who is that guy that is going to direct them around the park and calm them down in the big moments. So they've got that older head, which is exactly what they needed. They got Ryan James in there, older head, exactly what they needed. They've got, uh, just trying to think of the guys at the, off the top of my head, they've got a Kurt Catewell, who's probably one of the best defensive back rowers in the comp and a really good attacking upside to him as well. Uh, they got Branko Lee, who was fantastic, but he had an injury this season, which is why we didn't get to see much of him. But he was great last He made Origin the previous year. So they've, they've done really well in terms of recruitment. And personally, I think they're guaranteed spot. It, it just depends who partners Adam Reynolds for me. Uh, and to be honest, if, if we're making smoky predictions here, I'm going to say it's Tyson Gamble for the first few games at least to partner Adam Reynolds in the halves. I like Tyson Gamble as a player. I think he's... um. I think he's got that that passion and the and the determination that you really like to see in a not not a young kid because he's what 25 26 but he's um oh he might not even be that old but uh, I don't know if he's don't know if he's a young kid anymore but he hasn't played that many NRL games and he's come out and he's trying to earn his spot and he's doing everything he can to earn his spot and I really like him as a player um, especially with that passion that he shows, he wears his heart and his sleeve for every game. So I think the Broncos are silly not to give him the jersey to start with. I mean, the only other person I can probably think of that that would take that spot would be if they decided Katoni Staggs was a six, which there was that whole rumour going around mid uh, last season. But um, I think Tyson Gamble's uh, lock in for the first few rounds at least for that six jersey. I... Love watching Tyson Gamble play. He, he, he's probably one of uh, uh, him. This might be a bit controversial, but he might be one of the best young halves going around at the moment. Um, just in terms of his determination, his grit, he's willing to turn up every week and get the job done. I really like that quality in him, and I think that's what's going to really suit Adam Reynolds well, and it's going to free Tyson Gamble up a lot to play his sort of footy mm. um, as well. So it is going to be exciting times for the Broncos in 2022. And, geez, I, 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 as I said, and this is my little smoky, I reckon they're guaranteed top eight spot, whether they just make it 
whether they really, really may get, whether in the top four or whatever. I reckon they're in there somewhere. I think they're a top eight. So I think they're probably on the fringe, like a seven or eight. But yeah, I definitely think they're they're a hot chance for that top eight spot. Um, and there's a guy we're not talking about either. That's Payne Haas. Like the <laughs> the everything's pinnacle, pinnacle of quality front rowers. This guy is next level. Like he's a generational a, front rower. He's a generational front rower. Maybe yeah, even the like next him. immortal front rower. Now, that's a big call, but that's big. No, that's too big. That's too big. I won't say that just yet, but he's, he's a possible. It's possible, but it, it, I don't know. Um, he he's a he's a, yeah he's a once in a generation talented front rower. Like uh, this, he, oh, the, even watching that Sharks game where in the last few seconds he makes the effort to run all the way down the field and knock the ball out to win the Broncos the game. I mean. Oh my goodness. If that doesn't make you excited as a Broncos fan going into 2022, I don't know what will. This guy is a workhorse and Broncos fans bloody hope, bloody hope, I better hope that they hope that they keep Payne Haas. I hope that they keep Payne Haas because he's, he's just fantastic. I love watching yeah. Payne Haas play. And that is another reason why I think they're guaranteed in the top eight as well, because I think he's become a leader in that side and he's only young, but he's really yeah. become a leader in that side. And Well, you can already uh, tell. Yeah, he just motivates people uh, around him to get the job done as well. So, uh, really like the Broncos, young talent as well that we haven't mentioned, but we won't get. Oh, I don't know. Uh, there's obviously Katoni Staggs, Jordan Ricky, guys like Elwin that. Cobo, he's an Elwin Cobo. Oh my god, he really reminds me of Latrell Mitchell and Greg Inglis. Like it, his it, frame, his strength, his speed. I mean, if oh, you thought Latrell, I, I had that. I wish I had that. I wish I was a center like Selwyn <laughs> Cobo. I wish I was getting around bloody under 14, give threes out at Paracomp, bloody. Oh, without. Jesus Christ. I wish I was six foot four at four years old, running through people and, and scoring tries and if, knocking little kids over. Like, yeah. That would be the dream. If Latrell Mitchell didn't remind you of Greg Inglis when he was coming through the ranks, this Selwyn Cobbo would want to. Because oh. he is. And you know what amazed me the most as well? It was this one particular play where I'm just like, yep, this kid's great. He jumped through the air, got at least a 45-inch vertical off the ground. Like, it was ridiculous. Jumped over the top of some bloke, caught the ball, and before he's landed, or, like, just as he's landed, he's just dinked off the right foot, left some bloke lying on the floor, and then accelerated and nearly scored. Like <laughs> He's quick. He scored a – I think it was his debut game. Maybe it was the game after his debut game for Brisbane, or it might have even been his debut game. But he scored an 80-meter try. And for a guy with his second game, to have the confidence to pull that off and the speed, yeah, come on. that if that if That's exciting. That is exciting. I can't wait to see where this guy team. lines up. Where do you reckon he's going to line up? Because he, oh. he can play center, fullback. I don't know. Where's he oh. going to go? I've got him in the centers for the moment because I just think Tessa New has done enough to deserve that spot. And I'd like to see mm. Selwyn Cobo just blooded into the NRL a little bit more. Just let him. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like the talent that Broncos have got. And it's not talked about, is it? It's not talked about that often. Even, the talent the that most got underrated got. signing, and I know why it's underrated because we haven't talked about it yet, is Kurt Capel. Yeah. He just won a bloody premiership. He was playing Origin for the Queensland Maroons, and he was one of the best in that forward pack, maybe even one of the best in the team. And he's just an absolute freak when he's on. Oh. 
you know what's scary as well? He would know Penrith plays back to front. So yeah. he'd go there. He'd tell all the Penrith plays to Brisbane. Yeah. Watch out, Nathan Cleary. This guy, they're going to come out ready. They're going to come yeah. out ready to go. I'll tell you what. <laughs> if Kurt, I heard, I heard the guru talking about this before as well. If Broncos play Penrith and which Broncos had already had the wood over Penrith as well in a way, like not the wood over them, but they certainly lifted against Penrith. If you've got Kurt Capel defending the world's best halfback and maybe even the world's best footy player and knows him back to front, knows what plays he's going to run, Broncos could be in to like upset the Panthers on multiple. Like I certainly, if I was to have any like head to head multis, right. On the footy, I certainly wouldn't be leaving out the Broncos at probably what would be long odds. So, I like well, if, the Broncos. If, if Broncos somehow make the the semi final against the Penrith Panthers, watch out because they could very well win that game. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Scary. It's scary. Look to see Brisbane, the the talent that they've signed, the talent that they've had coming through the ranks, and the experience that they've got now. Yep. It's a scary thought. It's going to be a scary thought for any team that's coming up against Brisbane. They're going to be regarded as a as a big premiership contending team. You know, my two biggest worries with the Broncos the last two years was, firstly, inexperience. Secondly, the shifting around in the halves. They fixed both of those things in just one like one fell swoop. It was ridiculous. In a month. In a month. Within a month. Adam Reynolds. Bang, that's all the experience you need, really. And that's a set and forget half. And then you plus Ryan James, who's Kurt played Capel. countless, countless NRL games. You got that experience. Kurt Capewell. Oh, NRL grand final experience. I mean, come on. Just it, I'm really excited for the Broncos, but we'll, we'll move on to a, to a topic a bit closer to home. Well, that is it, guys. That is it for part one of the Short Ball Podcast. In the next one, we're going to be talking about Parramatta to start it off. But thank you for choosing Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. Make sure you guys tune in for part two of the Short Ball Podcast that I hopped on the other day. Absolute cracker of a chat. And Short Ball and I have grown close as footy pages in the past few days. We can talk for hours upon hours upon hours. Uh, so I had to put it in parts, uh, but it is an absolute cracker of a podcast, and I want to thank you, for, thank him for having me on. Make sure you guys tune into part two. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I'll see you guys in the next one.